Today's guest is Annie Sador. She is a small business owner helping other solopreneurs find their target audience, consumer insights, and other industry trends through market research so that business decision-making can be easy for them. She is also a heart transplant recipient who was diagnosed with a heart failure at 25 years old, and she tells her life-changing experience that led her down a different path. Give a warm welcome to ever-blessed Annie Sador. Hello. Hi, Jasmine. How are you? Pretty good. How are you today? I'm good. It's so good to meet you. Yes, you as well. This morning, I was extremely tired. And so now the coffee was in my system. and I think it's wearing off. So I apologize. No, <laughs> if I'm just like... So how was your week so far? Good. It's been really good. I agree. I think I woke up a little tired as well. It's been it's been busy, but also I follow astrology um, a lot. That's kind of was part of my journey and through healing. So I definitely know that I'm extra tired as well today because of the little mini eclipse happening um, the last couple of days. So that's definitely why I'm tired, but also because I just wrapped up three big research projects. So that might have something to do with it. That could be it. Yes. (laughs) I think we can go ahead and get started. I know you, uh, you have like I love the background that you have, like you are a market and social research expert and a fellow entrepreneur, <laughs> core marketing data junkie. I love that junkie thing because I, um, so that means you are like the go-to gal for everything and anything pertaining to that industry. So um, uh, I just love the layout that you have here and I think we can probably go ahead and get started on uh, when did you first become passionate about this chosen field? And I know that's probably like putting you in a box because this is actually more than just a field. It's like plural fields. And so what got you on this journey? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, <laughs> the short answer is, well, since I was like a really little girl, I was always asking my parents but why but why i would and sometimes i was i would get in trouble they'd be like annie like no (laughs) we're not going through this and if you ask anyone who's known me for most of my life they're like do you always have this many questions do you always have to know everything and so then the need to like know and to know everything and why and like the deeper meaning behind something um, is really what led me to like all the decisions I made that essentially wound me up into the research industry, like um, where I learned all my professional training through UX and market research. And then that led me into starting my own business and kind of doing what I'm doing today and helping my clients. That's awesome. Awesome. And I know that there's a little bit more uh, background about you personally. And I think you are probably the first person that I that I know of that's actually a we call ourselves heart transplant recipients recipient that's the word see i like i said the coffee's um wearing off so i do apologize (laughs) i yes so 
I know that you have a very enriched story and journey in, re in regards to discovery and finding this out. I think the age of 25. Wow. And um, I have always wanted to ask if I was ever uh, a person who I am on the like the anatomical gift. I have the star on my driver's license. I've always had that star since I had a driver's license. And um, I'm actually like on the bone marrow donor as well. So I always thought like if I ever had the opportunity, if I had passed on and wanting to know that I've done something for someone based on my organs that were gifted to, to that recipient, you know, some of the questions I would ask them specifically, like, you know, if you could ask your heart donor three particular questions, what would they be? Yeah, well, first I would just say thank you and I love you. Mm -hmm. I'm a hugger, so I'd give, I'd give him the biggest hug he's ever felt, probably besides one that his own parents could give him. Mm -hmm. um, but I guess the first thing I would ask him is, are there any messages you'd like me to deliver for you? The second question I'd ask is, if there is one thing I can carry out for you in this life, what would it be? And finally, I would just ask, what is your favorite thing about heaven? Mm -hmm. You know, give us all something to look forward to. That is beautiful. Yeah. Okay. And I am also an emotional person. So I do apologize <laughs> if I start sniffling. If you ever had the opportunity of thanking someone, and I know that even though they are not here presently, but spiritually, he probably heard you say it and you probably have said it many, many times. So the good thing is that, you know, even though his body is no longer here, he, he definitely knows that you are grateful for that. So that is so um, beautiful. And I'm glad that you are here that I'm able to talk to you because of that. So I want to thank him as well. <laughs> yeah, you know, I um, I often write him letters. I talk to him a lot and um, I get emotional, too. I mean, I just celebrated my third heart anniversary. So it's been three whole years with this new heart. And every year is always a little bit different. And um I just think that it never gets like less emotional for me. It's always the same high volume style emotion. I don't think I'll ever be able to get over it um, because it's a heart and our heart has the same neurons that our brain has. So we have memories in our hearts before we even create memories in our brain because our heart is the first thing that develops in the embryo so whether we are aware of it the same way we're aware of our mind like our heart holds memories and feelings so i have his feelings inside of me that um you know i still feel and um and it makes me very emotional um so yeah 
it's okay to be emotional with me. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, and it, it doesn't make you less of a human if you share your emotions because that just makes you, it actually makes it uh, official that you are human. <laughs> you, yeah. We have emotions. Now, I was just thinking like when you're explaining it that you do feel emotions, you know, with the, you know, knowing that his heart is in your chest and you can feel the same types of uh, emotions that he had carried within that heart. Do you, and I was just sticking to it because of brain and heart. Do you dream, have these uh, interesting dreams because of it? All the time, all the time. That's usually our meeting place. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That is so cool. My gosh. Yeah. I was just, <laughs> Okay, let me let me stop because <laughs> I just like it's amazing. It's amazing how the body is. It's just it's a beautiful work of art. Um, it's a masterpiece, and it's just amazing how two people from different parts of the world can connect in so many levels. And this is one of your levels, and it's amazing that you're able to still have that proper place of meeting with him in your dreams so that's i i'm just like i'm okay i'm just uh super rosy right now i apologize <laughs> so it's just, it's just beautiful i've never spoke with anyone who has been a recipient so it's just cool to learn something new today so thank you for sharing that i appreciate that i love sharing our story it's important to share so mm -hmm. Not it is. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, it encourages other people to say um, who have been on the on the on the fence in regards to the reasons why people do these gifts to. And um, I know I'm not going to be here forever. I've always talked comfortably about passing on um, with my kids. I have three boys talk about it all the time. And that's something that they just have to understand that that's part of life, you know, and I've told them that my body is just a vessel and I, you know, I will be here next time. I believe in reincarnation. So I'm like, someone else needs it more than I do and I'll be back. <laughs> so, <laughs> but um, um, let's, let's turn on to the next subject at because I know this all kind of wounds up into your business. Yeah. Your passion was placed into your business. I noticed that a lot of guests use their pain to become a purpose or the suffering becomes success. And um, can you tell me like three best things about you as well as what kind of challenges do you love to dig into, into your because you said you, you're a junkie in research, so I'm, you there's got to be a lot that you'd love to challenge yourself in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's funny. The three th best things about me, I mean, it's so interesting. It's hard for me to compliment myself. You should. You need to do and, it. Um, this is a great opportunity because I think the first, the first and foremost, like the first thing that came to my mind when I, when you said that is, I'm, I'm kind, period. And I think that anyone who has ever gone through or faced adversity in some way or some traumatization that they've tried to heal from, um, you 
really come out of it with a different perspective, um, different feelings, different ways of processing and what you, you know, what maybe you thought to be true isn't true anymore and vice versa and realizing that things can change and also that the world doesn't stop working just because something happened to you. Um, And all that really brought in, I've always been a kind woman, girl, lady, but it's just amplified that even more so. Um, So every day, like everything that I do, I like lead with kindness because it's, so important like you just really don't know what someone else is going through and how meaningful just like a little tiny bit of kindness can totally turn around somebody's day it absolutely does absolutely yeah thank you so when you were talking about the adversity that's one of the things that uh as a woman of color we have constantly battled with society and economics and our own family. Uh, I am of mixed culture. So like they say, what doesn't kill you make you stronger scenario makes us more resilient. And it's so interesting how I've noticed that women are more, they are a person, even though they have gone through destructive and turmoil and chaos in their lives, they always find a way to make it constructive. And that's why I love listening to the to people's stories because it just is proof in the pudding that women are stronger than a lot of people believe that they are. And you know, I've come from you know places that people wouldn't even fathom in my childhood and in my adult. Yeah, it's uh, it's good to hear that you've made this your purpose and um, that even though after all that has happened to you, you are still kind. You still have a way to find good things in people. And it's, it's, that's some of the qualities that a lot of people should continue to do, but it's so hard sometimes, you know, when you don't have a support group or if you don't have a proper structure of family who are, or friends that are, you know, there to, help you along the way or whichever it's um so it's just um it's beautiful to hear that thank you for sharing that so what i was thinking when you were just talking about women and adversity is that like you know through the transplant process and losing my health you know i really was on my own right so i can relate to not having the support systems but i always come back to the woman is the giver of life you know Mm -hmm. and we're always going to have to show up like we have we give life we have we cook the food we make the home like we make everything comfortable and i think that's just like always in us and like continually like surging through us regardless of like what happens and who's there and who's not there it's just like in the woman to naturally like continue to go you you keep pushing you keep pursuing what it is that you need to to find or to discover like it's just like embedded in in the woman i feel like mm-hmm Absolutely. Absolutely. And we can talk more. I just want the listeners to get to know you personally, because that gives the like the foundation as to the reasons why people have made this choice to become 
in the path in the industry that you are in currently. So, and I know that you wanted to talk specifically about some five industry trends so entrepreneurs should know before they launch their next offer. So uh, giving the listeners a foundation of who Annie is. Sador, tell me the background on your last name. Uh, do you have any information in the history of the, your last name? Well, actually, so this is my married name. Okay. Um, yeah. And uh, my in-laws and my husband are Ukrainian, um, all pretty much born and raised there, born and raised half half there and then immigrated to Canada like 25 years ago. So okay. our first children will be the first like actual generation here born in North America. But um, my maiden name is Napke and that is Irish and German. So, um, but yeah, I, my family has been in Ohio, the Midwest um, for a lot of generations. So okay. I'm pretty much, um, you know, an American girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I love the the history behind people's names because I've never heard of Sidor, so I think I'm just as as junky in research as you are, but in a different way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, it's been great. My husband's family—they're so—I mean, they barely speak English. They mainly speak Ukrainian, and then um, their second language is Russian. Um, and so they've taught me a lot about their culture. I, I didn't know anything. Um, my husband though, he's a complete Canadian. Like he's totally, you wouldn't even have a clue. Um, most people who start speaking to him in Ukrainian or Russian are like, Oh, you're Russian. You sound and look like a Canadian man, (laughs) but his parents are very much so. And they cook us these amazing meals and, I don't know. I've just discovered a lot about their culture and their way of thinking. And I'm really into that as well. I think that's why research and like diving into like all the data and like understanding the intricacies of who someone is, why they make certain decisions. Um, Like, you know, I think that's one of the best things about me is that I'm also really detailed, right? Like I'm, Mm -hmm. I want to, I pick up on everything on these little details. And if, if I go see something or experience something, I come back and my notes are totally different than like compared to my other colleagues or friends or family members. And so needing to know why and being all detailed oriented and like really diving into something is those are the challenges I like when people are like, I don't know if we're going to be able to do this. I don't know if we can figure this out about my target audience or my customers. And I'm like, oh, I'll take it. (laughs) I can figure it out. Let's do this. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good quality. Um, Me having an accounting background, that's always been like detail oriented is has always been my forte. It's kind of embedded in my DNA. Unfortunately, it's like a gift and a curse in a sense, because everything has to be perfect everything and i'm like it doesn't have to be that perfect just let this let it go just let it go no but i'm like uh, i don't know if i'm considering i'm not a control freak i've seen a control freak they have to make sure everything is on point um i think when i got out of being an accountant for 15 years my personal life does not look anywhere near <laughs> what my accounting my accounting background is because i just like you know what 
it is what it is. So it's good to have that as a strong background in regards to your research. So could you tell us exactly what is this Annie Sidor Custom Market Research Consultant? What does that entail? And I know that you wanted to also hit on the subjects of, you know, providing some quick intros on the market research and the importance of it. Could you tell us a little bit about what that is? Yeah, you know, I'm essentially what I do is I, I really help my clients are mainly coaches, consultants, and course creators. And they come to me a lot and they want to they want to put out an offer into the world, right? But what I do is I take everything they want to do um, and I test it out with different types of target audiences and basically gather quantitative, which is like numerical data, and then qualitative, which is more like psychological data. Um, and then I bring it all together and create like a large report that breaks all of their questions down and really allows them to make a business decision. Is this the right offer to put out into the world right now? And if yes, exactly the recommendations based off of all the data that I collected for them. Um, that's like the biggest service that I provide, like an end-to-end -end market research study about a particular topic. But um, I help people who have like loads of data and they don't know what to do with it. I help them analyze it. And I also create different types of reports, you know, for competitive analysis reports to kind of see who else is in your industry. What are they doing? How do you size up against them? What are some things that you could do to put yourself in the arena um, of that particular competition? And, um, and then today we're going to talk about some industry trends. So um, I love to do second secondary research and um, I just dive into as much information as I can and try to pull it out to create like a really cohesive, comprehensive report so that you kind of know what to expect maybe happening in the near future with your industry, your marketplace. Hmm. Yeah, because as you were talking about that, because with my other three jobs that I have, I am a comptroller for a startup company that's a data analytics and artificial intelligence company. I would love to kind of like pick your brain on, but the startup company, we are pretty much like a one of a kind. You know, it's interesting because that you mentioned that, you know, AI is huge. It's, mm -hmm. it's going to be a part of everything that we do all the time, every app that we use, every action we want to take um, eventually is going to be um, automated into an algorithm, you know, and I think that's important. That's something that I was going to mention today because then it saves, you know, like you said, in that in you're in the business, the startup company, instead of like having a security guard, having to sit and go through everything, you just put it through your AI, you know, algorithm, and then it can create that report for you within like 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. I think that's incredible. I think that's also what business owners and startups 
you know, they want, like, how can we get this automated? Everything is all about automation mm-hmm. and like, how can we save as much time as possible? Right. And so when you're identifying the quantitative and qualitative of a business, that would be awesome to have knowing what our runners ups are. I mean, there's a couple other companies out there, but there's maybe like three maximum that are competitive businesses that are in the same type of industry, um, their goals. But we have it, we kind of like have the lead because we have other additional things that they don't even have. So it would be really interesting to see as a report spewed out on our competitiveness and our like long-term revenues if there's like a like forecasting of revenues because i'm being the comptroller i like to see the forecast of that you know like are we actually going to make something out of this (laughs) you know so yeah i just wanted to share that with you but yeah that's really interesting very interesting um, and I know that you want to also hit on the subject as um, how to prioritize your market research when everything else is a priority. That is so hard, especially being everywhere and everywhere at the same place. You know, everywhere you have, everybody wants you and you're everywhere <laughs> at the same time. So how do you do that? Yeah, um, being able, yeah, prioritizing market research, I think, is huge whether it's me or whether it's like if you as the business owner um because i think research is as an afterthought for most entrepreneurs um and you don't really it's really people the myth is like oh i i don't have enough time or money to to research my stuff right now or to figure out and um that's one of my favorite like (laughs) dis like beliefs or whatever and basically prioritizing market research can be done in very simple steps every single day collecting um like following your customer's journey understanding exactly like the steps that they take to purchase your offer um and understanding that is is something that you can that you can do and like fit into your schedule and work through over time because if you don't understand how your customer is getting to your your product or your service and like what makes them actually pay for it um then you're not going to be able to grow scale level up your business um in fact you may just you know plateau at some point so i think prioritizing market research is really really important um and to do it and to understand to do it to test often and test early is like not spoken about enough either um because then you can avoid making so many mistakes and you can avoid paying the amount later on um for having to retest and understand the tweaks and stuff after you've published something in your product or created this great offer that totally flopped, nobody bought. And you're like, but why? It was the perfect thing. So um, being able to prioritize market research when everything else is a priority um, can be as simple as, you know, asking your customers for a review after they've purchased, um, following up with customers to ask them how their experience like with your product was, um, but really understanding the customer journey and making 
making time to follow along with that and in coming up with ways to make it better each quarter or each season, I think is like a must. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that because I know that that is one of the things that businesses try to avoid altogether. So your research is extremely beneficial for companies to kind of figure out where things are going to uh, flop or be successful. So that's awesome. Thank you. And I know that you're kind of on the the lane in regards to doing trial and error for companies themselves are doing trial and errors. But I know that probably in the beginning of, of your industry or your career, you probably had some examples of mistakes or failures that you've experienced. So how did you, um, what did you learn from that? And how did you kind of get out of that um, situation? Yeah, I think that, well, I think there's two big things that I wanted to say about mistakes because mistakes are what make you better. (laughs) Failures is what makes you more successful. Um, And I know, so on the market research end of things, like I've literally put something out into the world and didn't test it. Like I am so guilty of people telling me, Oh, Annie, you're so good at this thing. You're so good at this thing. Um, it had nothing to do with market research. It was just this thing. I was just being very helpful to family and friends and people were really like, you should, you should do something with this. And I'm like, yeah, like, you know, I got so much encouragement and hype and I'm like, let's change the world. And, um, didn't even do my own research did not like, nope, doesn't apply to me. And, um, put something out into the world that just flopped. I mean, not only that, like people liked it, but I wasn't ready for it. (laughs) I was not ready for what that service required of me as a human being and the mental capacity it was going to take. Um, And if I would have just like done a little bit of research um, beforehand, I would have realized that what people really want or needed at that time and potentially still do, um, I wasn't equipped to take that on, Mm -hmm. um, nor would I want to. Um, And so, being able to like just test something even if it's quickly and like rapidly like you know as with whatever resources you have it is so worth it because you can find you can figure something out about yourself it's not always just about the customers or the roi it's also about you are you going to be happy doing this and are you able to do it in the first place so i think that's ties into my second, you know, challenge or mistake is it's so easy to get excited about something and for people to say, that's a great idea. Let's do da, 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 da. And, um, and you just, everything just goes off to the wind, you know, <laughs> it's just like, okay. And so really, really taking time with everything that I do, you know, it's just being very methodical and very understanding, creating outlines and plans and really being like, if you're going to do something, you really need to test it out and know this is what's required of you and that you can step up to the plate 
and and take a, a swing at it. And, you know, regardless of if you make contact with the ball or not, like you're ready to go up on that mound and like you feel prepared to take your shot, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, completely agree. And and I know that you you have so much I should no pun intended. You have so much heart in your, you know, being methodical about it and your career. And I want the best for you. I see such so much potential in your career, in your business. And I would love listeners to get to know more about what you can do for them as well. So what is uh, what are the places that they can go to to learn more information about you? Do you have a website or a way of contact? Yeah, you can go to my website, um, ansador.com. And there's a work with me page that kind of outlines the different market research studies that I conduct for clients. And um, you can hire me for the day if you want. Um, And then I also kind of uh, recently I've started, I've been offered to do training videos. Um, There's a lot of people who are doing like master classes or group programs and they there's this need and this desire to include a segment about targeting your audience, you know, finding who, who they are, getting to know your customers. And so essentially I've just been cranking out these like customizable training videos for various like course creators. It's been really fun. So I've, um, and it's been landing great. So that's also a service that I include as well awesome well thank you and i know i all i like i said in the beginning of a discussion that i have also applied my email uh, to receive a free market research roadmap from that website so if um did you if you want me to add any additional things in the show notes i can put that just send me anything that you'd like me to link to and I'll do that for you. So I think I think that's it. But did you have any additional information that you'd like to share that I wasn't able to uh, discuss, uh, like an afterthought for listeners? Well, basically, I just wanted to like share just some insights for 2022, some industry trends that I was reading in secondary research and all that good stuff. But basically, um, just some food for thought is that you know post pandemic coming out of the pandemic a lot of things are going to change in our digital marketing space because the pandemic in a way has kind of forced a lot of us to hit the reset button and question what really makes me happy and um that's really created different trends for americans specifically u.s consumers specifically and this desire to take back control of their life, wanting to do more meaningful work, um, looking for a greater sense of purpose. And so while um, before the pandemic, a lot of people were really into like being thrifty and dutiful, um, now there's more of a sense of wanting to be adventurous and wanting to be creative 
And so that's really translating into the digital market space for um, suggesting to nurture your audience's creative geniuses, encouraging them to be creative and supporting their creativity, which I think you do an amazing job of. That's your entire mission and podcast. Um, but for anyone listening who has an audience of some sort, um, also, you can stand out by aligning your message with a voice and a tone of the new outlook of this desire to be more adventurous and to be more optimistic about your future and your audience's future, meaning focusing more on the positive things, not so much the pain points and the challenges. Um, we all have really had a challenging couple of years and we'll probably continue to, but as we grow out of the pandemic, we want some relief. We want some happiness. We wanna know what are our possibilities. So talking to your audience in an optimistic voice and tone is gonna to be really popular coming up next year. And um, finally, um, people are, 55% I think of US consumers are really wanting to indulge themselves because if living in the present moment, doing what makes them happy now means maybe spending that money to go do the thing that makes you feel good. Um, and so a lot of people are going to be transitioning into a mindset where they're they think that that experience right here and now that's going to give them instant gratification is worth it. Um, after everything that we've we've all have experienced together over the last couple of years, so I just wanted to give those like little tidbits um, and nuggets of information to look forward to next year and how to align your business with the mindset of the consumers. Yeah, that's um, very, very insightful. Thank you. Because now I'm like thinking now it's going to be really good for me as a voiceover artist because there's going to be people who are going to be indulging in a lot of things, uh, consumers. So guess what? Needing more commercials to get these companies and businesses out. So thank you for helping me uh, look at the uh, head of the curve in regards to 2022, as well as the li listeners on that. Thank you so much for that, Annie. I appreciate your time. And it's great to have you as a guest. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm really excited to share your podcast with um, my audience and my family and friends. And like, I'm, I'm really happy to be here. Thank you for choosing me to be a guest. Oh, no, thank you. I mean, it's a it's a two way street. So thank you so much for offering and accepting so yeah it's crazy like people are coming out the i'm like i was just thinking like this is just gonna be for about three months no it's it's extended to like maybe 2023 <laughs> oh my god you are so inspirational like the amount of work that you do as a single mother i'm like blown away i'm so inspired you know i get nervous a lot because i'm like you know, I take a lot of medication to stay alive. I take 27 pills and a lot of them have like very serious side effects. So mm -hmm. I have to be really protective of my energy and, you know, my work and what I spend time on and who I spend time with in and out of work for everything, my regular life. And so, um, and I always wonder, what is it going to be like when I have kids one day? Like what, like, how do you do it? How do you, how do you do all of this and have children? And, 
oh my goodness. I'm just like, well, I'm going to need to follow up and <laughs> ask you all of your secrets. Like, because it's just so inspiring because I'm just, I feel exhausted. And I, I think I probably do about one twentieth of probably what you do per day. Yeah. I don't know. It's so inspirational. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, of course. Absolutely. I'm blown away by everything that you're that you accomplish on a daily basis. It's incredible. Thank you. Yeah. Sometimes I don't acknowledge like you like you said, you don't sit down and actually start thinking good things about who you are. It's hard for me because I don't have time to think about anything else. But, you know, so thank you so much. It's It's been awesome. And I appreciate I'm glad that you we're able to get you on here. And uh, so, yeah. Can I show Thank you something? You. Can I show you something really quickly? Sure. Whenever I come to my desk, I just light a candle. Whenever I sit down, um, I don't know. I don't know if this is going to help or anything. I know it's hard because you're like, I don't have time. I don't make time. But if you are able to get your hands on a candle and just every time you sit down and get on your computer or start some work um just put a match just put a flame to the candle and and be like okay that's that's gonna do its work while i do my work (laughs) okay yeah i have plenty of candles especially i'm kind of like a not a prepper but i i do have i have my mother was military so i have that mentality of be overprepared and underprepared in situations. So I do have candles and I have flashlights and I have everything here. So I do have a lot of candles. Um, and that's a great idea because I do sit down a lot to do a lot of things at my desk. So it's you, a great you idea. Said you're a night owl and you work a lot. And so, and you have so, you, you do so much. And so when you do that work, and you can you can be at two places at once. I believe that your body can be here doing what you need to do, but your spirit can go if it wants to go do something for you. You know, you just have to prompt it. And for me, lighting a candle is just like, hey, I'm lighting this candle. You know what to do. And I'm going to be here on. I'm going to be here with Jasmine doing the podcast and you do your work <laughs> and that's the candles job. I don't know, but it's something I, I'm quirky and weird like that. Something I've become really, I just do these quirky, weird things. And, I, and it's gotten to a point where I just didn't, I don't even realize it until we started talking. I was like, Oh, I'm going to show you my candle. What's quirky to someone is probably an inspiration and testimonial something that I would love to put in in my daily quirkiness as well. I mean, I'm quirky in my many ways as well. So it doesn't hurt to have an extra quirky thing in there. (laughs) Nobody's not going to (laughs) notice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Thank you so much, Annie. I appreciate that. But I will stay posted with you. Thank you, Jasmine. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm a part of the Facebook group and I'll post something in there. Yeah, please do. Absolutely. And have a wonderful weekend, Annie. And it's nice meeting you. I'll I'll keep in touch. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks so much. Yeah. Okay. Bye. I wanted to have this moment to thank each and every guest that was on this podcast, as well as the avid listeners that followed me throughout this journey. And if you want to show your love, please go to Apple or Spotify and do a rating and continue to listen to my podcast on any of the platforms. I do have a new podcast starting April 21st. 
called Hands Off My Podcast and currently distributing on all podcast platforms. And stay tuned for the next upcoming episode of Noise Palooza Zion on Fridays.